Hello and welcome back to the FEZ show. Testing is just around the corner, ladies and gentlemen. It's that time of year again. It's getting cold and that means everyone's flying to Valencia. Even someone in this podcast today is flying into this podcast. I'll let you guess who in a second because I'm joined once again by Edward Hunter and Mr. Pickering. How are we boys? Well, I'll give you a hint. It's not me that's flying to Valencia. <laughs> I'm I am packed and ready to go. <laughs> Yes, sir. Excellent. Now I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. The fact that we are in Valencia um, in a couple of weeks is, is great. So obviously look out for Formula Rezone socials and so forth and YouTube and Twitter because lots and lots of things are going to be happening and, and hopefully lots and lots of great things will happen as well, which will be released later down the line um, as the season progresses from Valencia. So boys, we've got a lot to talk about. First thing I want to talk about is McLaren finally completed, Ed, the driver lineup for this season with um, Jake Hughes um, going to McLaren. Uh, I just want to get your thoughts on him joining Rene Rast. I think it's a good lineup. Uh, Jake Hughes obviously was the Mercedes uh, test and reserve driver last season, and he's been very committed working behind the scenes at that team. So it's great that he finally gets his shot. And he's been a pretty impressive young driver, had a pretty decent record in F2, not the highest budget, obviously. So I think this is, uh, hopefully he's on a decent retainer at McLaren. I think he'll learn a lot from Rene Rast. I think he'll probably impress a couple of people, set some decent qualifying laps, get some good results under his belt. And uh, we'll, we'll have to see how he gets on. Obviously, there's a little bit, just a tinsy, tinsy bit of bitterness that it's not Oliver Turvey in that seat. But I think I can't argue that Jake Hughes doesn't deserve it. And uh, I'm excited to see how he gets on. I think uh, I think uh, he does, he's a bit like Norman Nato. Remember, Nato did all that reserve duty at Venturi and then Massa left and he finally got his chance. And now he's at Nissan again, of course. So I, I think there's a little bit of similar attitude, I think, in terms of that he's worked really hard to get where he is. And so I'm happy for him, even if I am sort of would have been even happier if it had been Turvey. But hey, we can't always get what we want. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. I was actually might have asked Pico first just to annoy you. But um, <laughs> Oliver Turvey, Ed, then... Is it like he's been a McLaren test driver for the Formula One program for an eternity, right? And all of a sudden, McLaren coming to a series where Oliver Turvey's been for since season one, effectively, right at the end of season one. And he doesn't get the drive. And obviously, you could argue maybe that he hasn't performed as well against his teammates um, in, in previous seasons, um, especially with, um, uh, what was his name, Dang Tinktum coming in, right? And obviously, Dan did a really good job against Oliver Turvey last season. So maybe that kind of push Turvey down but do you feel like he was owed that opportunity considering he was so loyal to McLaren well he was also loyal to Neo and they didn't seem to reward that loyalty in the end but uh but you know I can understand it so you said Kamara is a great driver and they wanted to keep Tictum as well so the, there was no room at the inn as it were McLaren I think he'd been a test driver for a long time but there's been an ownership change of course it's no longer owned by Ron Dennis Martin Whitmarsh it's Zach Brown in charge and as such, uh, and also they've had all those deals with that uh, Saudi conglomerate that now owns the team as well. So maybe uh, they wanted Rene Rast and uh, Jake Hughes instead of Oliver Turvey. So I, I, I would say being loyal isn't isn't the only thing. You don't deserve a seat just because of loyalty. But I still think Turvey had that expertise, that experience. And uh, like I said last time we did the podcast, I think now we're back down to 11 teams with Tachita going under I feel like if that 12 slot ever gets filled up again then I think Turvey is going to be a pretty high pretty much first choice candidate for a seat there and uh, Pico your thoughts on on Mr Jake Hughes um, ending up at McLaren 
Yeah, I, I think I think it makes sense. We we all expected it coming. Uh, he's and he's gone. He's been with that team for the last couple of years, as uh, as you guys have said. And so, yeah, I think it makes perfect sense for him to go there. Um, but yeah, I do feel sorry for Oli Turvey because he's been absolutely fantastic. He's always such a joy to interview as well. Um, and yeah, he will absolutely be missed. He's he, he's a very intelligent bloke as well. Um, Cambridge educated um, in mechanics or engineering or so, something like that. I can't properly remember. Off yeah, the top you of are my head. on the right line. But um, but uh, but yeah, it, uh, it is such a shame um, that he is not on the grid because he is a very quick racer and has dragged that Neo to do some fantastic stuff. Like in Santiago when he got to Super Pole in the Neo with a year old Penske engine or um, or whatever it was, and then. Um, also, getting that second place in Mexico City has obviously got to be the high um, in season four. But yeah, I think yeah, as yeah, as I'd said, that they had a great opportunity with um set the camera to bring in, and I think that those two, uh, the potential that they have, I think it brings more potential than Ollie does at this point because uh, Oliver Turvey, he's, I want to say mid 30s at the moment and just hope that i'm right and don't do him a disservice whereas um said to camera he's a couple months older than me and i know that dan's a little bit younger than me so around 25 24 25 ish um and so yeah i i, I think that they've gone down this like for the future route and as neo kind of like rebuilds it it, it does make sense but um uh, but yeah, with um, with McLaren, I, I honestly I do think um, Ollie Turvey could end up in a, a reserve role or doing um, or doing stuff behind the scenes, a bit like what Ricardo's going to do in Formula One with Red Bull. Uh, whether that's going to be McLaren, whether that could be Neil or some other team, uh, I we haven't seen the last yeah. of Turvey, that's for certain. You were bang right, by the way, thirty-five. Yeah, I was just about um, to say that. <laughs> You're back right, 35, born on the 1st of April, so 1987, um, is Oliver Turvey. I just think, I remember interviewing Oliver a couple of a couple of seasons ago now, um, during the COVID pandemic, and I talked to him about, you know, all the drivers used to say that his stock was high and so forth, and um, and he was a great driver, and I felt that was the time he needed to have moved from Neo because, you know, you talk about the rebuild at Neo. it's been happening for about four seasons now. Um, so... I feel like, and and I think his talent, not his talent, but his reputation has slipped because of Neo's constant being at the back. And when his stock was high, you know, season six, season seven time, um, probably the right time to have moved. But I want to move on because we've got some new sporting regulations. Lots and lots of things. And I know you two are, you know, dying to talk and get your views on this. So I'm just going to give a brief uh, synopsis. So we've got attack charge now, which is slightly different um, to attack mode. Um, and also, uh, the other main thing I wanted to talk about was we're going back to laps, and I thought that would be quite interesting. And obviously, we, I, the distance, I don't think, I haven't seen too much about the distance. I'm assuming it's going to be 45 minutes, but that might be too uh, short for these um, gen Generation 3 cars. So we're not quite sure yet, I think, on the laps. But I'm going to go to Ed first. Uh, what is your views on the updated sporting regulations? Yeah, well, obviously there was a bit of panic because of a uh, technical issue with the car because they really wanted to introduce these fast charging pit stops. And uh, unfortunately, uh, there were sort of, it was causing all sorts of issues because the, 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 basically the technology wasn't really there yet. And 
the weird cars breaking down and but well not bursting into flames but you know that sort of they wouldn't they just sort of stopped working and stuff like that there were there were two separate issues there i think going on in some of the testing so the fast charging that's pretty much i think maybe they might introduce it in a few selector rounds near the end of the season depending on how things go but the moat looks like uh, 2024 is when we're going to start seeing those sort of fast charging pit stops come into play but until then we've got the attack charge which as you say effectively it's very similar to attack mode except i believe i'm not sure exactly how it will work because what we have before what we've had before is the attack mode the sort of activation uh sort of charges that they're given and how long they last for are revealed like right at the start of the race so i don't know if the teams get a bit more notice on that and they get to pick the idea is they get to pick whether they want more charges for less amount of time for each or less charges, but they last a bit longer, essentially. So there's a bit more of a balance in that respect. And uh, I don't know, I think it could strategically lead to some interesting variations depending on who's got the more efficient car, who can you know, get more out of it. Because if you've got a really inefficient car, you probably just want one use that will last for a while rather than several uses probably might through repeated use take a bit more use life out of the battery essentially uh so I, th I think that will be really interesting to see how that plays out laps uh i'm not too sure about that actually because i feel like uh in terms of tv schedules if we have safety cars and we get more laps added into the race as a result because that's sort of what we have at the moment with the uh, time added due to safety car disruptions then it could end up with races overrunning massively and uh, a lot of TV schedules, that's not ideal because it means that they've got fit advert breaks in and things like that. So uh, I'm, I don't know how, quite how it's going to work out, but certainly I'm excited to see how things play out in Mexico. Pico, your thoughts on the regulations? I, I think it's interesting. I think it's the correct decision to move back to uh, laps over minutes because I feel like, I feel like, most people kind of like prefer races where there are laps in it. You know how many laps there are left of a race, whereas there's just a set amount of minutes with um with uh well they have been for the last four four seasons and you get that occasionally with um uh where you get that in um W series and you've had that like in a smattering of series here and there. Uh, so yeah, I think it's the right decision to head back to laps. I do think races could be uh, uh well should be based around laps and um. And yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see how it works. I'd assume that we will get uh, in the test. Um, it will probably oh, when 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 will this go out? Probably this week. Um, so yeah, in the um, so yeah, in the test this week, um, there will be a. Um, I'll probably be on a flight when this goes out. There will probably be a race run where they'll where they'll um, where they'll do well they'll test it and everything like that but we'll see um i think the the thing most of the races last year they were around about 100 kilometers um some less some a bit more so like you have races like london where that was only about 80 kilometers long whereas um uh mexico city was something around about 100 so i reckon around about 120 kilometers would be good but um uh, but yeah, it's it, the thing is with Formula E is like they like springing the all, all the formats and everything on it, and so it all feels a little bit rushed. Whereas like other series, they announce stuff, you know, a year, maybe a year and a half in advance. And yes, it makes it a bit more unpredictable for the racing, but it means that it's not polished enough, ready to go. And that's why they've had to delay this attack charge thing that they wanted. 
um, no, not the the attack charge, the uh, pit stops um, thing. Uh, they they've had they wanted to delay it. They wanted to bring it in this year. They're going to bring it in next year, but they might have a few races at, towards the end of the year, probably in and around the double headers. But um, but yeah, it's a, it's it's an interesting one. There's there's a whole load of um, weird regulations that are coming in, including the um, free practice drivers one, which I understand for Formula One, but um, Formula E uh, they only get an hour of practice anyway, so I, I find that quite interesting to why they've done that because they don't get much practice anyways. But um, that's something that uh, the uh, the guys upstairs in Formula E have um, decided on. Yeah, I'm just gonna, just going to circle back real quickly because I'm just reading this walking in regulations as you were speaking, all you know, hundred scanning through all 123 pages of it. Um, and I found I finally got to the race section. So it says here, so the, the, it seems like attack charge and attack mode. So a, like original attack mode will still happen in races if attack charge has not been designated for said race. This is what it says here. So I'll, I'll read it out. Uh, I'll read out the attack mode section. It says if there is no mandatory attack charge in the race, the activation of the attack mode is forbidden for the first two laps, for example, which we know. It says if there is a mandatory attack charge during the race in accordance with Article 34.4, the activation of attack mode is forbidden uh, before the competitor enters the pit lane and completes the mandatory attack charge. Um, so and I think that's coming into the fast charging pit stops. Um, that they have kind of banned. So from from reading that, also to answer the question on um, laps, because what Ed said towards um, you know how a maximum of seven added laps will be added, so there won't be any more than seven additional laps. Um, so seven is the maximum that will be added, and obviously that is calculated considering on the, how much time is spent behind the safety car or full course yellow in a minute so they said here for example if a lap if a car is laps about a minute and a half for example then that might equate to uh, and they've spent four minutes behind the safety car then that's two laps effectively can you imagine seven laps around rome like extra that's that's basically a whole another uh, that's basically a whole another race for yeah for fe well, well, it's a maximum of seven. So that's it. Was just interesting because obviously, like wading through this, I was just trying to make sure that we we had everything as as best as we could, and just having it up as while we were talking. So um, it's really interesting. And and to go to your point, then on on the drivers, um, obviously, practice in in, in Formula E, you were saying off air is is different, Pico, because you know it's so short you've got that it's two 30 minute sessions right and and to be honest with you in a 30 minute session what are you expecting someone who's brand new to the series to achieve in 30 minutes it does seem a little bit forced it's a bit like trying to do um it's a bit like trying to do what they do in f1 with the um with the free practice drivers but on a sprint race weekend so they're basically jumping in and going into qualifying immediately because they they're basically losing half their time and half their time is not very much anyways so it's yeah it's um i understand why they're doing it for formula 1 it makes sense um to get the to to get them to do that there but with formula e uh, there just isn't really the time sure have like the rookie they've done rookie tests after marrakesh they've done rookie tests after deria before um 
but doing it it do, during the race weekend proper makes no sense to me whatsoever because that track time's so little that what they what the drivers are gonna what the free practice drivers are gonna learn and then what the race drivers could learn could be completely different and they need to change the setup and even then they've only got a couple you know they they, they, they haven't got long of that session anyway so get back in change the setup go back again change the setup again go back and session's done at that point so yeah it's it's um it's a weird one why they've introduced it i'm not sure whether they've done it to try and like and you know after years of saying we don't want to compete with formula one why have we done this because it feels like we're competing with formula one here and the other thing pk is that i don't think anyone's thought about is what if your rookie driver bins it and then you've got not a lot of time to repair it in head of you know free practice two and qualifying because it's all taking place on the same day. So it's very very potentially expensive if you have to put someone in the car who maybe doesn't even want to be there, pushes way too hard, and then causes a lot of collateral damage. Interesting. Right, I wanted to just clear up one or two things before we move on with um, attack charge because I feel like attack charge obviously because it was supposed to come in. And just reading, from reading sporting regulations while you guys have been chatting away, um, it, was, it was supposed to come in, but obviously we've had a lot of the technical issues that we talked about. So um, it's not obviously it's not going to be mandatory. I think we're going to see attack mode at the beginning of the season. And if we do get to the end of the season, then we may see some attack charge if the technology has been tested and it's correct. So if I read 34.4, for selected races during the season, a stop in the pits to complete attack mode will be mandatory. And in accordance with the prescriptions of Article 37.5, which I'll get onto in 37.6, the FANA will announce at any race with a mandatory attack charge at least 21 days before the race. So 21 days before, we will know. So three weeks in advance, we'll know if this race is going to have an attack charge. So basically when we get towards the end of the season then all of a sudden if it is going to work they'll decide okay we've got three weeks in advance to to, to notify people uh, in races where attack charge is mandatory each competitor must enter the pit lane once and stop in his garage area to complete the fast charge during the fast charging the a the active charger must correctly be plugged in and full allocation of energy according to article 7.5 and technical regulations obviously will be checked changing tires is changing tires is forbidden until the charger is unplugged, so you can change tyres, which I think is quite interesting. Well, I don't know if they, teams would want to change tyres, um, but you can change tyres. And obviously, then additional work. So they have to do the charge first. And obviously, no more than two people can work on the car. It gets even more complicated. I'm not going to go into it too much. I don't want to bore people. But like, I think the most important thing is if, if the race gets suspended, so if there is a red flag, this is where teams could get caught out. Um, and uh, supposedly, with Formula Real Street Tracks, red flags are likely. Uh, any driver who has for any reason makes his attack charge under A, B or C. A is before or after a driver's done his, uh, covered the number of laps for attack charge window. B is when the race is under a full course yellow. So basically if you haven't done, basically if you haven't served attack charge or if you've served it halfway through effectively and the race gets suspended effectively, um, it will be considered that you haven't carried it out. Um, attack charge and will be reported to the stewards. So that might be something interesting to look out for when we get to that stage. We saw in uh, it was season seven in Deria when um, Alex Lynn had that horrid crash 
uh, they red flagged the race and it didn't continue. And lots of drivers after that race got penalised for not serving their um, attack mode in full, um, even though like it was the the race was the race was being called early. And so I think that's more or less in like, the same vibe as what that was. Um, but yeah, well, I mean, like, we we'll have to see. Yeah, it says here, if the race is suspended and cannot be resumed, so say like a driver hasn't completed the attack charge, it says, if the race is suspended and cannot be resumed, 90 seconds or a minute and a half will be added to the elapsed time to any driver who has not completed the attack charge pit stop. So there you go. Yeah. So uh, The only question I have is what happens if someone retires right at the pit lane entry or exit, because then no one can come in to serve it then. But, uh... um, it says, before or after the driver's covered number of laps, it doesn't really say that, you know, but... I don't know, I'm, I'm just sure thinking of imaginary scenarios that probably won't happen, yeah. but you never know. But yeah, so but anyway, attack charge coming soon to superstores near you because that's what the kind of look of new formula looks like, right? A very, you know, action. I don't know if that's even right, but it just felt very. I don't know. It was um, it was it was a bit of a mix, uh, reaction to the new look. When I first saw it, I was like, oh my days. I don't know if it's grown on me slightly um as as looking at it more did i think we needed a refresh probably not but i suppose i understand it because of the gen 3 era but it's that e for me which is now i know we have an e at formula e zone right maybe ask whose e is better but um e for edward E for Edward, exactly. But I'll go, I'll go to Ed on this one. Um, when you saw the new look, first impressions, what you thought? I think, you know, the banners, to be fair, like on the sides, looked interesting, looked a bit better for like potential like race banners and on the... But first look, I don't know if it set the... I don't know if it set the right precedent for a racing or a world championship. Yeah, there's been these sort of accusations of, oh, it looks a bit like bosh together in an afternoon or something like that. I, I wonder, to me, it sort of feels like they had they hired a graphic designer and they went for the one that looked the most striking, not necessarily the one that looked the tidiest. And uh, the, I know, obviously, it's sort of, if you read, like, there was the graphic designer themselves, they put up a Medium blog post where they basically talked about what they were trying to go for and sort of they showed the logo in the animations that they're going to use in the broadcast. And they were sort of going for a kind of double helix sort of thing. And uh, I, I don't know, it, I, I think the animations look all right. I like the on-screen graphics. I know they also talked about how they were basically trying to do not one brand refresh, they're trying to do three brands. So they have sort of the kind of general one, they've got the sort of culture one, and then they've got more of a sporty sort of one. And the sporty one looks a little bit more professional, but this is sort of more of the kind of culture one they're going for, and uh, if that makes sense. So I... I don't know. I feel like after a few, after the first race, I'm it's going to fade in the background. I'm not really going to notice it, uh, and I feel like it's more been done to sort of make headlines, to sort of grab people's attention, and formulate the sort of thing. Right? Even if people hate it, at least they're talking about it, right? And I feel yeah, like that's, that's the what, thing, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. That's the thing, right, Pico? Even I don't know. I hate bashing Formula E, and I'm not going to bash it on this time, even though like I'm not 100% sold on it, and you could tell by. You know how many comments but i suppose it maybe it's annoying when you launch something like that and you read the comments and they're not positive but obviously there were quite a few positive comments as well yeah there was a there was a decent balance but what was your overall opinion 
my my love hate relationship with Formula E continues. Um, yeah, it's uh, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm not really sure what to say about um, uh, about this. Um, however, I did get quite a few people telling me it looks a bit like the Eurovision logo. Now, as the self-professed Eurovision fan, um, I don't see it. I think it looks a bit Disney. Uh, my first thought was I was trying to sell me a holiday in Magaluf. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the, the, the thing is, like, and, and, as, um, and as you guys said, it, it, it's something that I think people will forget about relatively quickly. Because if you think back to um, this time in 2017, um, Liberty would... Liberty Media were going through the rebrand of Formula One and everyone said that looks dreadful. All of the stuff looks dreadful. What on earth are you doing? Um and yeah, I think I was that gonna was... bring I was gonna I was gonna bring that up actually, because Formula One, at least they gave us free options, right? And to be honest with you, I think the logo that was picked was the best of maybe said bad bunch, for example. Right? So at least then when that one was picked up, at least they picked the good one. Right, the one that we were like, yeah, that's that's all right, right? That's all right, yeah. Like so, I, whereas if Formula E did something like that, maybe you know allowed the fans because they love their fan engagement. Could have come up with free designs. Could work, right, fans. What do you think? You know, and I think I think part of the culture. But we've talked about this for years. The culture shift in Formula E, where it was so fan friendly at the beginning, so open to everyone, and it seems like it's completely flipped, and it, it's no longer that type of thing and I feel like Formula One now if that's Formula One right the biggest motorsport in the world ask the fans what logo do you prefer right um, and maybe Formula I don't know if they didn't feel they could do the same as, as Formula One but maybe that would have been it felt like that was a more Formula E move that F1 made and F1 just saying here's our new logo you know if they did that to us it was like well yeah of course they did that to us as F1 they don't care about us really when I, when I've had conversations with people, is it it does feel like for uh, Formula E isn't as fun to be in or to just watch as it used to be. Uh, like it, and I, I, honestly, I I take issue with watch because actually I I think Formula E is still an absolutely fantastic series to watch. It's it's got close racing. It's um uh it's fairly accessible when you can find where it's being broadcast um but yeah it's um yeah it's 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 an interesting one though so yeah i i think if they'd shown us the, the three options and then we'd had a say and then that would have been fine but yeah um uh, i showed it to my i showed it to my brother last night um uh because he hadn't seen it yet and his first words he said to me was, "Who on earth signed off on this?" Um, followed by uh, the font. Uh, the font on the website is actually all right, but he takes issue with that e. Everything else kind of all right, but he takes issue with the e. Um, Which is interesting, just as like as a casual, as a casual. Fan Can I uh, say something? Because I disagree, sort of, with what you guys were saying about F Liberty Media and F1 with the logo change. Because I feel like they had a logo they wanted to introduce, and to sort of justify that, they gave fans a sort of choice and put two worst logos either side of it, so that they would sort of feel like they had a run. So to me, that was illusory sort of choice. 
But then Formula E could have done the same, to be fair. But you never know. And then we'll all be like, yeah, we love the E. But anyway, right, I want to move on. There's also going to be a new theme tune as well as part of this. So that's sort of copying what Liberty did with the Brian Tyler theme tune, which I still haven't warmed to. I still love the chain. But uh, I'm interested to see what this new fit here the chain this tune is. Was not the not tune to Formula One. One. I know, it was the sorry. Tune to BBC's coverage. Yes. Like, Never if, mind. If, okay. if you said, "Oh, I missed the sound of the, you know, the V6, the circles." Yeah, yeah, just oh yeah, the circle one back in LA. Well, I was that's thinking more of the, the early two thousands of the guitar. Bow, bow, yeah, exactly. One. Yeah, that's the one. The yeah, anyway. Yeah, that was a good um, one. But yeah, let's not do I'm it sorry, out loud, please. The, 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 the drums, I feel like the drums are just so iconic. Like it makes the hairs, oh, it still makes the yeah. hairs on my neck stand up. Oh, absolutely. When, when you hear those drums. Like, even, uh, even just, yeah, everything about like the music was so, really just yeah. felt perfect. It is, it's, and it's, it's why I'm so surprised that they've done this rebrand because I loved having um, the instrumental and then just going down the grid or going up the grid as it's been like the last couple of years and and uh, yeah I it's I, I I don't understand why they've done this when all I've ever seen about how Formula E kind of like the graphics set and the um and the music and all that and that lot all I've heard is good things. So I'm quite surprised by that. So let's move on then to Portland, because obviously Portland was announced um, as the sort of replacement for New York um, for this season. Obviously, we're expecting to go back to New York, but Portland, um, they do have a racetrack there, which is a street circuit, I believe. I believe it is used, not 100% sure, Um, but see what happens. Um, with with Portland, what did you what did you make of it? Yeah, so it's Portland International. Uh, it used to be on the IndyCar calendar back, and they they did sort of bring it back in, I think, twenty eighteen, fairly recently, uh, and sort of they're going to use a modified version of that. It's quite close to the middle of the city center in Portland, Oregon. I know there's a bit confusion because there are a couple of people in Maine where there's also Portland who thought, oh, we're getting a Formula E race. Nope, it's Oregon. So. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think it will be interesting. It, 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 I think some of the IndyCar racing when they brought it back in 2018 wasn't superb, uh, but because it meant mainly was a bit followed the leader and it was fuel strategy that mainly the races boiled down to. But of course, Formula it's going to be a little bit different. We've seen circuits like Monaco, where F1 is quite processional, are absolute thrillers for Formula E. So I, I feel optimistic about it. And the facilities in Portland are supposed to be pretty decent, so... We'll, we'll sort of have to see, and we really need, especially after there are a lot of people who bought tickets to Vancouver, and that turned into a horrible mess. So there's a little bit of, please, let's not have this happen again. But the fact that it does, has actually hosted racing before and has a decent bunch of promoters behind it, I think does give a lot of hope. So I know a lot of people from Grid Network who are also based in Portland who are really excited about this. So a shout out to those guys, and maybe we'll see them at the race. Who knows? Indeed. Yeah, Joe Samiego there at... Um, uh, uh... Uh, the yeah the grid network um good people we've been on their shows many times ed constantly <laughs> on their shows um pico your thoughts on portland we needed we needed to have a race in the us i think it was um i think it makes sense to go there because uh, we didn't want to steal vegas's track <laughs> get to get there get there before the f1 we did it first we did it first sorry vegas e visa vegas e race come on wow. season three and who commentated on the qualifiers yeah. for that era oh yeah no no <laughs> No, we, we, we got erased from it. Nichols just did it over the top of it. Cheers, Nichols. Love you. Um, yeah, uh, so 
yeah, I, I genuinely think Portland, I think it's a good idea. It was interesting that you said about Vancouver because uh, I was uh, I, I went to go see the layout for Portland. I'm, I'm an IndyCar fan anyway, so yeah, no, I know the layout there um, quite well. But I, I found that Vancouver is literally just over the river from it. And then I realised that was Vancouver, Oregon, and not Vancouver, Canada. Um, but, you know, ah, well. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I think we needed to have a race in... Uh, in the states anyway so i think that's a uh that's a good option because i mean like as much as like indie would have been quite fun but i i, I don't think the batteries would have been able to go quite far because they've got quite long straights even on the um uh, even on the like infield circuit uh but yeah i think it's uh, i think it's a good choice um yeah we'll have to see what happens uh, it's june that we're going there so yeah we've got a while to go Yep, indeed we do. So let's end the show with our pre-season predictions then. Because we got nothing, there's nothing, it's weird, right? It's a completely new generation, a bit like F1 this season, completely new generation of car. Is it going to be the same old, same old? And that is the big question. Um, So I'm going to stick my neck out on the line then. I think DS won't get it right. Um, I think they're going to be, they've made all this noise by getting Van Dorn and Vernon and they're going to be fighting for like 7th and 8th. I don't think that'll be, I feel that, I feel like they'll be the Mercedes, right? I just, you know, we need someone else, I think. I think DS have been the, the top powertrain for a long time in Formula 1. I feel like we need somebody else to sort of, Jaguar is getting really close um, to, to, to battling with them. So I, I'm going to say Pen, DS Penske, you know, it, it's not what it seems. Uh, and I'm going to say Jaguar are going to be the ones to beat. It's interesting you say that, because I was going to say good luck trying to beat DS Penske, because uh, we saw the consistency of stuff last year. I think him teamed up with Jeb is going to be such an exciting pairing. So, yeah, I do think that they're going to be the team to beat. Good luck trying to beat them this year, because they are going to be formidable. However... I would like to say a little shout out to Mahindra because I think that they're going to be fantastic as well. They've uh, they've just signed Lucas Degrassi. They've now got a customer team in uh, Apt, and from there, Robin Frines has just jumped ship from Envision, which is a customer team, to Apt, which is a customer team. Um, so I think there must be something. Uh, there must be something with Mahindra uh, powertrain that must be good. So I'm going to say. Good luck trying to beat DS, but Mahindra are going to be constantly fighting for wins and podiums. Ed, who are you going for? I think I'm going to buck the train and go for Porsche because uh, I think now Mercedes have gone, there's a lot of pressure on them as the only German manufacturer left in. They've got Antonio Fuchs da Costa, who's a very high pedigree driver, uh, and Verline, I think, who's got a lot to prove, was very unlucky last season. I think Porsche have ironed out a lot of the kinks that we saw uh, in terms of reliability. They've also got Andretti as a customer team now. I think Jake Dennis is going to be very strong. Lotterer, they sort of farmed him out to Andretti. So uh, we'll have to see how Andre goes along because he was very quick in qualifying, especially. I think the Porsche powertrain is going to be the one to watch. I think also Neo333 will spring a few surprises too. Okay then. So testing is only, what, like a week away? Just under a week away now. Um, when this goes out, you you do know that it's probably going to be like tomorrow or something. Yeah, probably, probably will be tomorrow by the time this goes out. But when we've recorded this a couple of days, <laughs> go to all right, website. guys, all right, go to all right, website. guys, all right. You can watch live timing. 
Yeah, live timing. So yeah, let's talk about testing. So we're hoping to um, obviously bring you great content on, on YouTube and so forth with Mr. Pickering with his pit lane notebook style reviews of the day. And obviously there'll be a couple of extra videos here. Don't say notebook, I might be sued. Oh, yeah, don't say that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, notebook style. It's not saying it's the same. Anyway, moving Pico's on. Pico's pit walk. It's original. Pico's pit walk, yes. <laughs> but anyway, so you've got that to look forward to. Plenty of stuff. And hopefully there'll be uh, some other features and stuff coming from testing as well as we gear up to the new season in January in Mexico. Um, so, yeah, keep up with the socials on YouTube, Twitter, and so forth. Um, boys, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you once again. And we'll be doing some very soon because I know Pico is going to be doing pretty much FEZ shows by himself pretty much um, out in Valencia but once he's flown back in as soon as he's landed touched down back into the cold British soil I'm sure we'll get one maybe just before Christmas just to say how it all went in Valencia and our thoughts going into that first race in Mexico boys thank you so much Right, we have to wear Christmas jumpers for that one. We have to wear Christmas <laughs> See jumpers. You guys. We do. Christmas Christmas jumper special. And on that bombshell, it's time to end. Good night.